This call is being recorded. All right, team. Thank you so much for jumping on this call on this Monday morning. Uh, we are in the midst of recording Monday Morning Pep Talk episode 141. Are you planting the right seeds? And I'm going to get into the metaphor today. Uh, describe it in a little bit more detail, the plant in the, in the spring, harvest in the fall. But before I go there, I really want to remind you of my professional purpose, which is to help you, the broker, optimize your productivity and help you become the best version of yourself. Why? Because happy brokers sell more real estate. I do that by helping you handle challenges and opportunities that you face every day in your life and in your business. If you can effectively manage certain situations that arise on a daily basis in your business, you'll be more productive, which will allow you to live a life that is the best version of you. Now, today, like I said, I want to further explain this metaphor, plant in the spring, harvest in, a, harvest in the fall, in a way that you've never heard me explain it. And with this explanation, I'll give you some techniques to pivot to this new normal in real estate brokerage, which is low inventory environment, right? And because of this new normal, I want to make sure that you are, quote unquote, planting the right seeds. Now, I've used this metaphor, uh, uh, plant in the spring, harvest in the fall, to explain the law of gestation um, for your business, right? Gestation is defined as a set time. It's an incubation period or a gestation period, right? Um, a full term pregnancy is 40 weeks. That's a gestation period. And it happens for every seed, right? Um, physical or spiritual. The spiritual seeds are ideas or thoughts or does, you know, or, desires that you want to manifest. And it's, like I said, it's a specific span of time that is needed to follow, to come to a physical form. And that's the definition of the law of gestation. Now, the law of gestation is needed to explain the importance of patience. Patience, right? Which is a mindset that we as brokers and entrepreneurs struggle with consistently right including me you know it's 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 hard to sit here and see that vision that you have you want it to happen right now but you got to wait for it you got to wait for that time the amount of time that it takes to build it to create it you can see it touch it feel it already but man we have to wait and it's really hard to be able to do that um you know, we just want things so quickly now, especially because of this instant gratification world we live in. Okay, today, though, I'm going to take you through this metaphor in detail, okay, in hopes that you can have some major takeaways from it. All right, so let's, let's make a couple, let's make um, some assumptions, though. There's four of them, four categories that you guys probably all fit in, in one of the four. So the first assumption before we get into my explanation is 
let's assume that you've decided, right, that you want to, quote unquote, plant a garden in your backyard, right? And that garden is your business. Now, many of you live in the city and you might not have a backyard, but, you know, just go with me on this, okay? The second assumption could be for those people that have tried to plant a garden in the past, but it just never, ever fully took off for whatever reason. Um, you got bored with it. You weren't consistent with it. Um, and you know that you've got to do something different, right? You know that you've got to do something different this planting season, right? And this is the explanation of those people that have that business with stagnant growth, okay? Um, the third assumption is that maybe you're planting a garden for the first time. And you just don't know how to do it. You don't know the how, right? And that's for those agents that are brand new to the business or newer to the business. Or for those agents, honestly, that their business is growing. It's thriving and it continues to grow. <clears throat> but you want, you want to, to maintain that growth or continue to grow at a higher level, right? You want, but you want to be more efficient. And you want to plant just what you need or what you want, okay? You're at that decision where you have, you're starting to key in on the question, what is enough? How big do I want this garden to be? And that is an evolving business. So majority of you are probably in one of those four buckets, but this metaphor is going to work for all four, okay? So these are the steps that you go through in, you know, in um, of creating a garden or planting a garden or harvesting, planting in the spring, harvesting in the fall. You know, that metaphor, again, that we're using as it relates to building a business. But the first thing that you have to do is if you if you can just walk with me, you you walk out your back door and, you know, or your in your mind, you're planning uh, what kind of garden you want, right? Like what, a, what is my ideal garden? And that, it, that correlates to your vision, correlates to your vision. Now, again, why do I love this garden metaphor? I should say that because a garden creates produce, right? Produce is, for us, the term would be production for the business. Produce, production is an offshoot of the word produce. And we always talk about growing a business just like we would grow a garden. So again, this is why that metaphor is so meaningful. But it starts with thought, right? It starts with what type of garden do we want? Then we walk out the back door and we look at what we have, okay? We look at what we have. And some may have an overgrown garden. Some may not even have, a, have had a garden at all before. Right. Some people have got a, the remnants of a garden from last year that's all tilled and ready to go. It's a very efficient setup. You're ready to plant again. Right. But let's just assume that in this for this story, you walk out and you see last year's garden full of weeds, full of brush, full of uh of uh, vegetables and plants that were never pulled up. It was stagnant. So 
the first thing that you got to do is you got to clear, right? This is where elimination comes in. You got to clear the land. I think a lot of agents, a lot of people like to just, uh, in, in the metaphor that I'm going to use, just go in and start planting. But for a garden, you would never do that. You would clear it out, right? You would clear out the brush and the weeds and the old vegetables that were there. And once that's done, once you prepped the land and pulled the dead plants and the weeds and you tilled, right? Then you start to take inventory, right? Of what it is that you want to plant. You buy the, buy the seeds, et cetera, make those final decisions. And you do your research, right? Step number four is you do your research, you plan and you plant. Those are your processes and systems, right? That you're designing. And then the fifth area, once the seeds are planted, you've got a weed, which is set the boundaries, right? You don't let any of those weeds get into your business or in your garden. You've got a water, which is nurture and provide value to your clients, to the seeds in the garden. And then you got to wait, which is this is that gestation period, right? You've got to wait from the spring when you, when you plant to the harvest in the fall. And this is that, like I said, that gestation period. That's the hard part, okay? Agents love to plant and they love to harvest. It's all the stuff in between, right? The weeding, the watering, the patience, the nurturing, all of that is where those that really, really play at a big level are good at. Then you get a harvest, and then at the end of the year, a very elite gardener or business owner is going to sit back and say, what did, I, uh, what did I have enough of? What did I not have enough of? They're going to take notes. They're going to journal. They're going to review. They're going to make notes, okay, so that they have something to go back to in the next quarter or in the next year when it comes time to planting. So that's the concept or the idea around planting in the spring and harvesting in the fall. Okay. Look at that explanation and, and to yourself, decide what it is that you're good at and where it is that you can, you can improve. There's no option. Okay. You plant in the spring and harvest in the fall. You can't cut that time frame down. Okay. So that's the process. Can't rush it. Like I said, you have to be consistent and tend to your garden every day, but a professional garden node, gardener knows what to plant based on current growing conditions. This is where I really want to get into a teaching moment with you today based on the, the growing conditions, which is the real estate market that we are in right now. Okay. So get ready to take some notes. Um, the key here, I think, is as it relates to buyers and sellers, okay? These are the seeds. When I say, you know, what, are you planting the right seeds? This is where you, I need to identify. It's the identification process of what seeds you want to put in the ground during these growing conditions. And I think it's more important than ever to get, to categorize your clients during the initial consultation and the listing present presentation process. Okay. Um, time is of the essence. So 
you have to make sure that your clients know what the growing conditions are in the marketplace, what the real estate is setting those expectations for what they can expect in the marketplace. Okay. And the goal here is to not waste their time or yours. And your clients are going to fall into three categories right now. Okay. Number one, they're going to buy and list right now. That is your hot list. Okay. For the buyers, the funds and approvals are ready. And there is a defined need for change, for a change in their housing situation. They've got to move. They've got to buy. They're prepped. They're ready. The money's there. Okay. And they are, when they find that, when they find that appropriate property, they know that they've got to be aggressive and move on it. Okay. They know the market and they're ready to go. Bucket number two. They want to list and they want to buy, but the timing is in question. This is your warm list, right? Next month, month after, three to six months out, right? Those, those people are an important group to your business, and I'm going to get into that in a little bit. But you want to, when setting expectations, you do not want to get them in the car and you do not want to take them out now until they are in bucket number one. Other markets, you might've helped them do their research by seeing some properties, et cetera. But in this marketplace, you will lose opportunities in other areas of your business. Okay, if you, if you spend time there, all right? So that's bucket number two. You wanna make sure that they're ready to buy now. And bucket number two is those people want to buy, but they're not quite ready. And number three, third bucket, is that they are very early in the process. They might have mentioned that they want to buy or list at some point. Okay. They're not sure about it, where or how. This is your warm list six to 12 months out. Okay. Or maybe never. Maybe never. They haven't quite made the decision. And this, this, Opportunity might be more of a, a chance meeting or a phone call. But in buckets number one and buckets number two, chances are you're having an initial consultation or you're having a listing presentation. Now, during the initial buyer consultation or listing presentation, yes, you need to meet with your clients. You'll be able to categorize them, hopefully, on the spot by asking them very specific questions. Okay. Similar to if I was to take you, Mr. Buyer, if I was to take you, Mr. or Mrs. Buyer, if I was to take you in to a house tomorrow that you fell in love with, would you be ready to write an offer that day? That's the question you want to ask them. If they would say absolutely 100%, then they're in bucket number one. If they say, well, you know, I got to find out about my bonus first, I've got to get my you know, my, you know, my uh, financial pieces in place. I got to move the funds. I've got to do this. I've got to get my pre-approval. They are not yet in bucket number one. They're in bucket number two. Okay. Like I said, with buyers, there's no reasons to look, 
to look for homes until they are in bucket number one. With the changing pricing environment and inventory, by the time they want to buy, their financial options will be different. They may not be able to buy as much of a house, okay? In the immediate, you need to spend most of your time, like I mentioned, with clients in category one, but you as the broker need to put more focus, okay? A different kind of focus and love into your warm list, especially category number two. So I'm not saying when I say, you know, um, in bucket number one, those are the ones you're active with in the market, showing properties. Bucket number two is equally important because they're the ones that are probably going to be buying in August, September, maybe earlier in the summer. And you can't ignore them. You cannot ignore them. My warm list produced for me when I was selling, about 20% of my warm list would pop out every month into my hot list. 10% would fall out completely. Maybe they used another broker. Or they decided not to buy or sell. But it was that constant drip of adding value to my warm list, taking that time during the day to make those calls, send those emails with market updates, let them know that you're thinking about them. So when they are ready, they make one phone call. And that's to you. All right. In planting. The last thing that you want to do, if we go back to the garden metaphor, the last thing you want to do is plant a seed. And if you don't see any action, you keep pulling that seed out of the ground and see if it's growing. That will kill the process. So how does that correlate? Correlation is patience. Let it wait. They will tell you when they're ready to go. All you need to do is nurture, water, weed, protect i.e. add value, give content, give direction, check in with them every seven to 14 days. All of a sudden, those seeds will start to sprout up through the ground. And I think as real estate brokers and entrepreneurs, we like to focus on the immediate action. The people that are ready to go right now, and we have to, those are really easy conversations to have when somebody says, I'm ready to buy right now. I'm ready to sell right now. We know exactly what to do. But it's our warm lists that are more uncomfortable to deal with because it takes action without immediate results. And I'd, I'd always say to myself again, like when I was selling, I'd be like, you know what? I'm going to need a. I'm going to need a deal. I'm going to need a closing in September and October. These guys are ready. They're going to be ready in the fall. So I got to stay on them. I got to provide value. I'm not going to push them. I'm not going to annoy them. I'm just going to be there. And I think that was a my ability to really work on that warm list was the reason that I was able to double my business four times in five years from 2008 to 2013. Because I always had those deals in the pipeline, okay? 
Um, so I think you, you know, in, in your note taking today, make sure that you, you really think about it, do a little stress test on how well you are staying in touch with that warm list. Um, if you are good at weeding, watering, and waiting, your garden will thrive. Like I said, we all love to plant and harvest, but it's the professional gardeners, brokers, that consistently weed, again, boundaries, water, nurture, wait, be patient with people, be patient with your business. They are the ones that have the most bountiful harvest and the best produce production. Now, that's when I say, are you planting the right seeds? We're all pretty good at planting the hot list, right? But are you really planting the warm list? You get that person that calls you and says, hey, we're not interested till the fall. That's a seed you want to put in the ground. You're going to need them at some point, right? Like I said, being consistent with your weeding, watering, and waiting strategies and processes will take out the peaks and valleys in your business. The peaks and valleys in your business. By taking out the peaks and valleys in your business, you will get to the ultimate goal as a real estate broker. And that is to create a predictable and enjoyable business. When you have a when you have a predictable and enjoyable business, you will be happier. And as I've always stated, happy brokers sell more real estate. It's just a it's just a loop that you get in. And the goal here is just to stay in that loop. And how do you stay in that loop? You work those lists I've been talking about, hot lists, warm lists, top 100, the list of the brokers in your market that have product that you want to sell, that list of agents around the country that feed your business with introductions and referrals because you've taken care of their clients in the past and you've created that network. Team, hopefully you found this helpful today. I. I uh, really wanted to make sure that I explained what this meant and uh, spent a little bit more time on the warm list because it will be that part of your business that will keep you thriving. All right, team, thank you so much for jumping on. I appreciate it. I'll get all this routed or downloaded and on the podcast. Thanks, team. I appreciate it.